Thanks for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Borg. For any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Get that out of the way up front. I don't want to step on it. Uh, and so, I don't know. I'm one. If I, can I get a second? Or, okay. I need one. I need a third. A third. Okay. Good. We're good. He's here. All right. Uh, not just here, though. Now, I'm not just saying how many are here gathered in his name. All right. Meaning the motive, the purpose, the reason that we get together is in his name. Praise God. Then, then we know, hey, we're good to go. And uh, every, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's going to be good. Amen? How many know, that, how many know Jesus didn't come uh, in the midst of those who would gather in his name to, to curse the people that gathered in his name? <laughs> that might sound obvious when you use such harsh language, but uh, uh, how many know he didn't? Uh, the Lord doesn't uh, get in the midst of those who gather in his name to do us harm in any way. Uh, no, no, he's not here to make you worse. He's not here to do you any harm. Yeah, might be simple, but someone needs to know that. <laughs> the, the Lord's not, not wanting to uh, deprove your life. He wants, is that a word? <laughs> he, wa- <laughs> he wants to improve. It's got to be an opposite to that, right? Come on, English queen. <laughs> he wants to improve your life. Yeah? Make it better. Better than it was. And, uh, and I don't s- seem to have found anyone who kind of maxed out all the goodness, all the betterness that he has to offer. So I think we can all go up. But if you're seeking after him tonight, get ready because his answer will improve you. Right? Now, if you find you disagree with anything he has to say, uh, quickly get on the same page as he is. Yeah, get on his because he's right. Yeah, he's right. You're wrong. <laughs> he's right. I'm wrong. If he, if, he think, if he and I are saying something different, he's right. And if I'll get on that page, I'm not going to go down. I'm not going to decrease. Not gonna, my life's not going to get worse. going to get better. Amen. Amen. He's the giver of good and perfect gifts. Uh, he's not the giver of evil and imperfect gifts. He's not handing out disease tonight. He's not, handing out, uh, he's not handing out problems, right? He's handing out answers, solutions, fixes. He is the quicker fixer-upper. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, this is uh, a healing night because uh, it's first Wednesday, and so we, uh, we focus on healing. Oftentimes, other things come into play, like what I've already said, and the Lord will minister to us in different ways, but our primary focus is, is on healing. So if you have a body, you qualify right? And uh, you're either healed or need to be healed. And if you, even if you are healed, you, you possibly could face some physical challenge in the future. So I want to equip you with words, with revelation, knowledge, and, and with practical application so that you can either be healed or stay healed or in the future sometimes be able to effectively with your faith fight off physical problems, disease and sickness, and, uh, and never consider that, the, that these things are outside of the Lord's working. I know there have been some that have been taught that, that everything that God does is just on a spiritual level, that he'll just 
do spiritual things for you and you know the physical and and that kind of stuff is well that's just you know later that's in heaven and uh, no 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 you know when people tell you well some people get healed here and some people get healed in heaven well actually no one gets healed in heaven nobody has ever been healed in heaven there are no healing meetings in heaven there are none say well why not why not because no one's sick there is no disease all right at the moment people die on this life or if we get caught up to the Lord in the rapture to meet him in the air uh, your body's glorified at that moment or if you die early your the, the physical body goes in the ground that's where disease is and sickness and stuff so there's no need of healing in heaven everybody okay that's good news for us because one when we go we're good no matter what but secondly, while we're here, we know that every verse and scripture and promise and declaration in the Bible regarding and relating to healing has to do with here and now. So the Lord is not telling any one of us later on. He's not here. There is no word to you that he'll heal you later. Some will say, well, the Lord, I'm just waiting on the Lord to heal me. No, you are not. He might be waiting on you to get it, but he, you are absolutely not waiting on him to heal you because you do not have a promise. You do not have a word that he'll do it later. You made that up or, or unbelief taught that to you because of a lack of, of results and seeing things. They wanted to find a, an explanation for why something wasn't working. So they said, well, maybe it's later. There is no later promise. Everybody okay? I, I haven't even started yet, by the way. This is all free stuff. Bonus material right from the get-go. Uh-huh. What do we call that? Uh, appetizer. <laughs> I was thinking of added value. <laughs> you come to church, you get more than you ask for, more than you expect. And, and, uh, and so I believe what the Lord will never be disappointed because he never runs out. He's, he, he's never going to come up short. And if you look to him fully, there is always an answer Plus, I mean, how many know Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and life more abundantly. He didn't just say life. He said, I'm going to put whipped cream on top. Huh? He said life and I'm going to pile it on. I'm going to give it so much to you, you can hardly stand it. That's the kind of God we serve. He is the more than enough kind of God. How many know that, that God is opposed to sickness in every way? He's not on the same side as it. He's not using it as a tool. It is actually an enemy to his creation. You know, God never created sickness and disease to begin with. And uh, uh, it was never a part of his original creation. In fact, it came in with the curse. Sickness is described in the Bible as a curse. It is, it is a, an affront to, an attack on God's highest creation. It's described as punishment for wrongdoing. It's not a blessing. It's not something that God adds to a person's life. It's something that destroys those he loves. It is uh, sickness and disease is something that robs us often of, of loved ones um, early in life, before they, should, uh, before they should go. It's never a blessing. It's always described as a curse. And, and not only that, Jesus suffered greatly so that we could be rid of sickness and disease and the physical ailments that afflict the human body. He specifically took stripes and was 
beaten to a pulp literally so we could be healed. And so we, we can see clearly in Scripture how God feels about uh, problems that we deal with in the physical body while here, he, while here on earth. He doesn't want it. He doesn't like it. In fact, He has provided solution. He has provided help. He's provided answers. And, uh, and so we see basically in Scripture that He has given us a number of different methods whereby an individual can be healed in their physical body. And there's no doubt that a, that a person can be healed uh, without ever coming to a healing service like this or without the assistance of someone like myself. People can be healed in different ways and you can be healed direct uh, from the Lord. However, uh, not all people are receiving that way, even though it's possible. And, and so the Lord is very gracious, very kind, and that's why He has set in in the church various methods by which healing could come from Him to, the, to an individual who, who needs it. He loves you so much, He provided multiple ways where, whereby an individual could lay hold of something that He has promised and provided so they can take it for themselves. You can see just in the explanation, though, that if it were all about God just deciding to do it, we wouldn't even be having this discussion, and everyone would just be well full-time 100% of the time right? Uh, but, but, but that's not the case. It's not just always about what God wants to do and His will just automatically being done. It's about Him being the giver. It's about Him providing methods and means by which we may receive what He gives. Praise God. So that's why we're dealing right now with the soul. We're dealing with the understanding. And the more we can, more we can lay hold of his promises and understand how the transfer of his blessings comes from him to us, the more we benefit from them here and now. Hallelujah. If you have a Bible with you tonight or have a Bible app, find the book of Hebrews with me, if you would. Hebrews chapter 6. I want to share with you a particular method uh, that, that I found this is just throughout Scripture, and this is very common and, and normal for how God gets things from one person to another, really from Him to another person. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, it reads, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ... Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of, the, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of, of the dead, and of eternal judgment. Uh, you might have been able to key in already which one of these I want to give attention to this evening. It is the doctrine of the laying on of hands, okay? And uh, this is, as you might notice, an, what's called an elementary principle of Christ. In other words, we're not getting into some advanced, way deep, high-level spiritual activity. We're getting into elementary school activity for the Christian. Okay. Now, here's what's odd and what's, what's interesting is that many times what is considered by the, uh, by the writers of the New Testament, by the Lord himself to be elementary and basic and fundamental, often is very, very much 
unknown and unpracticed in believers' lives in our day. And that's quite sad because, again, it is God helping us to receive something from Him. And so He gives us these as, as a tool, as, as a help. And if we don't even know about them or know uh, how they're supposed to function or have faith in their process, then we limit ourselves in, in one of these blessings that God gives us. And so he calls this, again, the doctrine of laying on of hands. Now, that might seem like an odd practice to us, that, that God would establish as an elementary practice that we would put our hands on each other. I mean, if you think about it in the most basic sense, wow, interesting, Lord, you created us. I know you created the body, but then you intended for us to put our hands on other people. And that you would use that physical act to do many powerful things. I just find that interesting. Uh, that he wants us to put our hands on people. And through that, great things would happen. In fact, he said, by the way, this is basic. Elementary. So as soon as you get saved, giddy up. Uh, could you imagine this? That there are many, many believers today. They're genuine Christians. They're going to heaven. They love God, but they have never had hands laid on them. They have never taken their hands and put them on someone else. I'm not talking about a handshake. I'm not talking about a hug. I'm talking about in faith, believing that God would do something through that practice. See, so, so that's quite sad that, that so many are ignorant of this practice, this, this elementary principle that God wants to use in their life. But thank God we're not ignorant of it. And tonight we're going we're gonna to exercise this and watch and see what God does as we do what he told us we should do. As we exercise our first grade rights, <laughs> our kindergarten expertise, <laughs> elementary principles of Christ, you'll find that he'll use these even with those who are mature and advanced. And it goes it just from the day someone gets born again till the day we go to heaven. And I imagine in heaven, I don't really know, but uh, maybe they'll be laying on our hands in heaven, not for healing, of course, but, uh, you know, for different things that God wants to do. Praise God. Now, if you look back in Scripture, and I, I don't want to have everybody turn to all these things, but I just want to give you an understanding a little bit of this, but you can read back um, even in the book of Leviticus chapter 16, and in the Old Testament under the Levitical law, they were instructed to use this laying on of hands in, in some interesting ways, uh, because uh, when they were going through their practices of, of sacrifice and all this, and this is, of course, before Jesus came and died on the cross for their sins, so their sins would have to be dealt with, and, and they were covered through the atoning different sacrifices they would make. And one of the things they were instructed to do is that the high priest would put his hands on the goat's head. He'd put his hands on a goat's head, and he would speak over... Uh, over over the goat, basically, and um, and and confess all the iniquities of the children of Israel. See, th think about that. What that looks like? He's putting his hand on a goat, and he's confessing all the sins of Israel. But God instructed them to do that. And what was happening is that guilt and that sin and that shame and all that was being transferred into the goat. You might think, why would that be that way? Well, you'll find out that. The Lord used this method for a whole bunch of things. And they would put it into the goat, and then they'd take the goat out to the wilderness and, and let it go. And it was, it was their sins going away from them. 
It was leaving the camp, leaving Israel, and they were no longer, uh, you know, going to have to suffer the consequences of their sins because their sins were sent away. And of course, you see there types and shadows and pictures of what Jesus did for us on the cross. And thank God we don't have to. If you sin today, you don't have to get a goat. I'm thankful for that. I don't know about you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't mind laying hands on the goat, but you know, <laughs> I'd rather be it for healing. <laughs> Someone brought a horse to one of our meetings uh, years ago, a healing meeting just like this. They didn't bring it in, but of course it was in the parking lot and, and in the horse trailer. And after we got done praying, ministering to people, they asked me, could you go lay hands on the horse? I said, totally. I put all the sins in the horse. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then I opened the gate and let it out. No, 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 but we literally, right there, just laid hands on that horse, and that horse was healed. He was all messed up in his, he got caught up in some wire, I think, and it was messed up to where it would have had to be put down, and uh, and the horse is still alive today, and uh, the horse was healed. So, how many know if the Lord cares about a horse? The Lord loves you far more than the horse. Nothing wrong. Thank God for horses. And Jesus is coming back on a white horse. And, uh, but he loves you more than the horse. Absolutely does. Didn't plan on telling you about that. But uh, let me give you an example. Uh, uh, let me give you an example of some of the things that took place through this ministry, this method of the laying on of hands. In, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 34 and verse 9, we read that Moses laid his hands on Joshua, and he, was, he became filled with a spirit of wisdom. Joshua. You, you think about it later. When, when people ask Joshua, Joshua, you are one wise guy. <laughs> you, you are a wise person. How'd you get such wisdom? You know what the answer was? Moses put his hands on me, and from that moment, I became wise. Yeah, God did it through the laying on of Moses' hands. Isn't that interesting that someone would be imparted with wisdom, a spirit of wisdom through that method? Side note to this, I don't have a verse on this, but I remember back when I was in Bible college, I met this young lady. In fact, a bunch of us were at this apartment, and this, this other young lady was, uh, who, who lived there, we were talking about the things of God, and she had a piano there, and she could sit down and play that piano, and, and it sounded real nice, and she told me, she said, I've never had any lessons. In fact, I've never, I never could play the piano. She said, one day in a church service, we were having a church service, and, and someone came, and they laid hands on me, and I could play the piano since that day. I thought, that is the way to learn how to play the piano. I thought, that is cool. I don't have a verse on that, but obviously something was spirit-led there. The Lord did that, and she received that ability. She, she even told me. She sat down and started playing. She said, I don't even know what I'm playing. <laughs> she said, but if I hear it, if you start singing, I can just play it. And it was all over, and it was good. I thought, nice. But it shouldn't surprise us that God can and would do special things like that. How many know the miracles we read about and healings and different things? That's only one small part of what God can do. He's, he's, he's God. Amen. I think a lot of things, good things can happen when we practice following his, his leading and his spirit and lay hands on individuals when the time is right and proper place, right? And, and lots of things can happen. Amen. But Joshua was given... A spirit of wisdom. Over in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14, Timothy was told to not neglect 
the gift of God, the gift that is in him, because it was given to him through prophecy and the laying on of hands. He said, Timothy, you've got a real powerful gift in you. Where'd you get that? He said, well, they laid hands on me. And ever since then, I've been able to do what I do. There's a gift in me that was given through the laying on of hands. Well, what if they didn't practice the laying on of hands? Well, Timothy would have been giftless. <laughs> Timothy would have been limited in what he would be able to do because God chose to put that gift in him through someone else's hands. Interesting. Yeah, and then if you, you can read other places like Acts chapter 8 and verse 18, we read about how the Holy Spirit was given through the laying on of hands of the apostles. Yeah, so I got filled with the Spirit. How would you get filled with the Spirit? Well, they laid their hands on me. Yeah, they laid their hands on me, and, and I was filled with the Spirit. So there's a transfer of the Spirit of God. We can read over in Acts chapter 13 and verse 3 that concerning uh, Paul and, and Barnabas, they got together, and of course the group there, they prayed and they fasted, and, and, and the Lord said, separate me unto me, Barnabas and Paul and Saul, and so they laid hands on them and sent them away. So what happened? Well, here again, we got, two individ we got some individuals that are being... Uh, called to, to a special work. They're being sent out to do something for God. So what did they do to get that going? They laid hands on them. Yeah. Say, man, you guys have been doing great things for God. How did this happen? How did you get to this place? Well, they laid hands on me. And when they laid hands, and then the next verse says, the Holy Spirit sent them out. So they laid hands on, and God got involved with that and sent them out to do great things for him. Amen. So many things are tied to this. And, of course, you can read over in, in, in Mark, the 16, uh, Mark the 10th chapter and the 16th verse. It, it talks about how children came to him, came to him, Jesus. And you know what, what Jesus did? He put his hands on them and blessed them. Just, he blessed them. What else happens through the laying on of hands? Blessing is transferred. Say, so, man, young man, you are one blessed kid. What, what is up with that? How are you so blessed? Jesus put his hands on me. When he put his hands on me, blessing came into my life. Amen. So I, I think that, that's one of those things we can all relate to. I like blessing. I like to be blessed. I like to bless others. Good reason to participate in the ministry of laying on of hands. You know, it's okay sometimes just to, in faith, just lay your hands on people and say, bless you in Jesus' name. And, and, and it's not just like you sneezed and they blessed you. And I'm not just talking about being polite or being courteous. I'm talking about an exercise of faith in the power of God. Believing that literally God does something. Just like wisdom is transferred. Just like some of these other things are go from one to another. They happen when we participate with the laying on of hands by faith. Yeah. Amen. And all of us can be involved in this, both on the giving end and the receiving end, and, uh, and, and thank, thank God for it. But then uh, one of the things we see very common and very frequent in Scripture is, of course, what our f primary focus is tonight, and that is healing. Healings are transferred through the laying on of hands. It's not the only way, but it is for sure a normal and primary way that God gets healing to people. Amen. Now, if you would, uh, you have your Bibles there and your apps. Uh, Luke chapter 4, chapter 4 is what I want to read next. Luke 
the fourth chapter. And, and, and I, I want to give you a couple examples of this so you can see how it works. You can see how, how it is a primary method, how it is a, a main way that God gets healing to people. And, uh, you know, if someone said, well, man, I've really been having a hard time in my, in my physical body, really been having problems and pains, and, and well, have you had hands laid on you? Okay, again, I'm not implying that's the only way to be healed. I've been healed without the laying on of hands. People get healed here practically every Sunday, if not every Sunday, without the laying on of hands. But again, you see in Scripture that it is a primary way that God gets healing to people. And so if we're not getting success in some area and we have not participated in this primary method, that should raise questions like, what are we thinking? What are we doing? God gave us this, this as a tool. He wants to get in the hands and go through people. Yeah. In Luke chapter 4 and verse 40, it reads, When the sun was setting, all those who had any that were sick with various diseases brought them to him, him Jesus. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, I find that very interesting. So I know that Jesus uh, became very popular in his day with his ministry. No one else was doing this. And sometimes there would be large, large crowds and multitudes that would follow him around. And it says here the sun was setting. So this is like the end of the day. And it's not like flip on the lights. The sun was going down. And what did he do at that point? I think healing in the dark, you know, right? What happened? He laid his hands on every single one of them. And I think Jesus that's time for a mass prayer. <laughs> That's time to say, be healed. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's time to say, like he did with others, go your way. <laughs> right? But no, he laid hands on every single one of them. I'm thinking that wouldn't be a preferred method as far as just efficiency, wouldn't as far as time's sake you know or a preferred method like hey this is just really fun let's stay here for hour after hour after hour until we can lay hands on every single person why did he do it well because it worked because it worked you can see the results every single one of them got healed because he took time to put his hands on every single one of them like we said, there are other methods that pe people can receive healing, but sometimes this is the help that they need. It is the physical contact of someone's physical hands by which the power of God is transferred into their bodies to affect a healing and a cure, and sometimes that just helps to get everybody healed. And Jesus was willing to do it. Thank God he was. And they were all healed. Over in the book of Mark... If you would take a look over there, just uh, a little bit to the left, Mark chapter 5, there was a guy named Jairus. Uh, you ever heard of Jairus? Jairus ha had um, a daughter that was almost dead. In verse, uh, without reading the whole story, Mark chapter 5 and verse 23, it reads, And begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Look what he said to Jesus. Come lay your hands on her, that she may be healed, and she will live. Why did he say that to Jesus? Jesus, come lay your hands 
on her. He didn't say, Jesus, come heal her. He said, come put your hands on her. Because that was a known and established, effective method of bringing healing to the sick. And because of the knowledge of what would happen through the laying on of hands, people came to Jesus specifically and asked him to do that. Is everybody with me? Okay. Often, it's, this is interesting to me, people will, in our day, ask for prayer. They'll say, hey, I've got my, I'm, I have, I'm hurting in my body. Would you pray for me? Or someone in my family, would you pray for them? Okay, well, what does that reveal? It, it reveals at least to some degree there's a belief in and, and uh, at least something there regarding prayer having at least the possibility of making a difference. But I wonder sometimes, why aren't many people speaking like this? Why do I, I not regularly hear, uh, hey, I'm having trouble, or so-and-so's in, a, in dire straits here in, the, in their body. W would you come, or, or could someone, could you send someone, could you come and lay your hands on them so they'll be healed? Well, why wouldn't someone say that? Typically, it's because they don't have faith in the method. They don't know about. They lack knowledge of one of the primary ways that God brings healing to people. And so they default to, hey, would you come pray for him? Come on now. That's not the primary way that God heals the sick. I don't mean that prayer is not effective. But, but he said specifically, this is very specific to healing. You'll lay hands on them and they'll be healed. The, he, Jesus laid his hands on every one of them. Didn't pray for a one of them. Put his hands on all of them. Amen. Everybody got kind of quiet. And they were healed. I'm not saying prayer and laying out of hands can't coincide and can't go work hand in hand. And in one sense, prayer is, you know, we're thanking God as we do it and praise. You know, fine, fine. But that, here's, here's, the, here's the point. It is the laying on of hands that transfers the power. Amen. And so, uh, th this absence of people even seeking this out. I need hands laid on me, is because we don't know how God's power flows. We lack knowledge of and lack awareness of how he wants to get things to us. But good news, there it is right there in Scripture. In fact, it's been there a while. Last time I checked, it was there. I think if we look tomorrow, it'll still be there. If you go, if you go on and reading, reading in, the, in the Acts of the Apostles, you can see further. Um, in Acts chapter 28 and verse 8, it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid hands on him and healed him. So it's not just Jesus. Even the, even the early church, the apostle Paul, went for and he, he would go. And when someone needed, sick, needed healing, what would he do? He recognized the value, the need, the method, the, the effect, effectiveness of the laying on of hands. Praise God. And he got healed. And then, you know, a verse that uh, we frequently quote, but you should all be aware, is, is what Jesus said right before he went back to heaven. He's, he commissioned us. He said, believers will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They would do what? Lay hands on the sick and they would recover. 
what in the world does my hands being laid upon a sick person have to do with their healing? Apparently a lot. A lot. And I began, I began years ago to, uh, to be more conscious of, of this. And I, and I would kind of do the math. I wanted, and I would think, well, if I'm going to put my hands on someone, they're going to be healed as a result of putting my hands on someone. I know that there's nothing inherent within the skin and bones and, and, and of my hands that brings healing to people. I, I, that doesn't make any sense. I don't really have healing in my hands from that standpoint. So I reasoned and I thought, well, then there must be something that comes out of my hands when I do this in faith. There must be, this must be that God intends for his power to flow out of me when I put my hands on people. So I started adjusting my expectation and thinking, I'm not just going to lay my hands on someone like I would lay my hands, you know, to open a door or, you know, to touch anything. I'm, you know, I'm not doing this by faith. I'm just touching. I'm just, but when I lay hands on someone who's sick, I believe that there is power that is transferred. And, and I noticed that as soon as I started stirring myself up along those lines and believing for a transfer, I would start to speak different. I would talk about it. I'd tell people this is going to happen. And, and when I did that, the, the effectiveness went. Whoop. I laid hands on people before, but now I laid hands on people and, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was like, man, there's power flowing here. And sometimes I'd be aware of it. And sometimes other people would be aware of it, meaning a tangible presence. But the end result, and this is what I'm only, this only thing I'm interested in, is I'd lay hands on people and bones would straighten out and bodies would straighten out. I remember laying hands on on one lady not too long ago, and, and, and it was, it, she had some problem in her hip or her leg, but one was much uh, shorter than the other, it, you know, and, and sometimes you'll have people sit down, and you'll see that they're off and things like that, but we didn't do that. She was just, she was just standing, but she was greatly leaning like the, you know, Tower of Pisa. Uh, is that the name of that? Yeah, and, uh, and she was leaning like that, but, her, but she wasn't, you know, both of her legs were straight, and, uh, and I just laid, her, laid my hands on her, and she went, Whoop. Just like that, her, 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 whatever the short side, whatever, I guess it just grew out, just right under, and she went, just like that. Why? How'd that happen? I put my hands on her. See, what happened when you put your hands on her? Power went into her and healed her and set her free. Yeah. And those kind of things happen all day long, though that's just normal practice. This is not something out there. This is not something way advanced. Like, man, you have to be super spiritual to see this happen. No, you just need to be in kindergarten. At least, you just, <laughs> you just need to be in the kingdom of God. It's basic stuff. It's elementary stuff. It's not, well, I, I need to have huge faith for that. Listen, this is not difficult. If you understand it, faith is there. If you see this in the word, faith is present already. Don't think about it. It just works. We just practice this. We just do it. And God shows up and does things again and again and again and again. Amen. I've seen tumors just appear, just disappear right under my hand where they've got, got lumps and different things on the body and, and lay my hands on and then they go back and then they're gone. How'd you do that? I, I just laid my hands on them in Jesus' name. I laid my hands in faith, of course, expecting God to move, and he does. Praise God. Some call this the law of contact and transmission. Contact of one person's hands transmits the power of God. I believe that. Um, say so, someone say, "Well, uh, God uses doctors to heal people." Well, I don't know. Maybe so, but He didn't put that in His Word. 
I don't have a scripture on that. I mean, if you want to do that, fine, go ahead, you know. But I don't have a verse on that. I do have a verse on this. In fact, a whole bunch of them. So if that helps, go, you know, do whatever you need to do. But, but I do have a verse on this. So I, I can't say I'm following God, that's the way I'm going. I, if I'm following him, I'm looking for a promise. I'm looking for a verse. I'm looking for instructions. And, and, and this is what he said. And good news about this, it's not limited to current medical knowledge. You know? I and mean, we've come a long way since years ago in the realm of medicine and knowledge. How many know it's still limited, though? God is not limited. He is able to fix what no man can fix. He is able to repair what no medicine can do. He can do in you with something with no side effects and no medicine to fix that side effect and no medicine to fix that medicine side effect and no... <laughs> he can do, he, he's far greater. He, he is the great physician. He is Jesus the healer, and his power is available to us today. His, his ability is here with us, and it is here to stay. Thank you, Lord. I've seen countless people healed through this method, and, uh, and I believe, again, that God reveals this and others, but this ministry method so that we will have faith in its operation. And now we know. And now we're stirred, and now we can act, and now we can believe. And if you, ha if you want hands laid on you tonight for healing in your body, easy, simple, not complex. All you do tonight in this, in this environment is simply believe that when hands are laid upon you, that power will be transmitted and heal your body. Nothing else Nothing more difficult, nothing more complex. Don't think about, I got to think of that. I got to get this right and get this right and get this right and get this right. No, just believe that power went out. Do you think when, when Jesus had that meeting where he laid hands on every single one of them and they all got healed, think there was anyone there with problems? <laughs> think there was anyone there that didn't deserve it? Think that anyone, there was anyone there that was rude to their spouse that day? Think there's anyone that was a total jerk? ran people off the road and gave them hand signs and all kinds of stuff. Huh? Think, okay, they didn't drive. But uh, you think there was any, anyone who, any liars there? Think, think there was any, man, there were all kinds of people, and most of them were away from God, backslidden. Israel as a whole was a backslidden nature. We're not, we're not focused on that. What are we focused on? He is almighty God, and he loves me, and his power is present, and we're going to practice what he said we should do, lay hands on the sick, and they not might, not maybe, not someday, but they will recover in Jesus' name. Amen. So we lay hands on folks tonight, everyone who wants this, not in our own name, not in our own power, not puffing anyone up. This is not of human origin. This is divine, and this is of God himself. And so we participate and practice in this for the benefit of God loves. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.